0: off in the cuff, you know, there's nothing nothing real fancy about me. But I wanna thank this church. They're one of my best supporters. They've been so faithful. And I thank you people. You've been wonderful and and I just I just thank God. And I thank God for you here that know me. I know you've been praying for me. And I thank you. And I don't want to keep talking, but if you want me to I'll go stay until eight.
1: All right, thank you, Rosalie. Now we're going to hear from Tim Greist. He's our missionary from Kenya from Lighthouse for Christ um, Ministries there, and uh, he is going to be our our preacher tomorrow. But today, tonight, we wanted to just hear from him and have him tell us about uh, his ministry and what's going on there, and how uh, how uh, he's he's helping and his ministry is helping make known God's way uh, with the people of Kenya. Welcome, Tim Grace.
0: Well, it was uh, 30 years ago that uh, uh, Tony and I were here on staff with the uh, with uh, Calvary Bible Church, and uh, it's always good to come back and, and uh, to be able to see all of you. If I'm stuttering just a little bit, just understand, uh, Tuesday I left Kenya. It's 11 hours difference, so, you know, for you it's uh, 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the evening. For me it's 5 a.m., Uh, So I haven't slept yet for the night, uh, or at least that's what my body keeps wanting to tell me. But uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, The uh, lighthouse uh, was started by my father. Uh, He was an eye doctor over uh, on Central Avenue in Glendale, and uh, grew up and went to Glendale High School. Uh, He um, uh, had promised the Lord as a child that he was going to be a medical missionary in Africa, It was sort of a bargaining chip. Uh, He was about to lose his leg uh, because of a a bone uh, infection, and there was no antibiotics at that time. And uh, so uh, they did an experimental surgery. He kept his leg, uh, kept his life. Uh, Five different doctors said, cut it off or he's going to die for sure. Uh, But uh, he grew up and uh, uh, went to USC and uh, the day he received from USC the, uh, the acceptance to medical school, uh, he looked up in the heavens and sort of said, Lord, are you going to keep me to that promise I made as a child? Uh, you know, for, for many people, their idea of, you know, the worst possible thing to happen and the reason why probably you shouldn't trust God is he just might ask you to be a medical mission. He might ask you to be a missionary in Africa. Uh, You know, worst possible scenario. Uh, uh, But actually, um, he rededicated his life to the Lord, and the closer he got to the Lord, uh, the more he uh, um, was discipled, the more he um, was uh, raised up in leadership in his church to become a deacon, then elder. He began to uh, go down to Mexico and share the gospel as well as have eye camps there. Went over to Africa for a summer, uh, sort of to pay the Lord off for, you know, okay, I'll go for the summer, and that'll probably take care of it, and found uh, that it was the most fulfilling thing he had ever done. Uh, he suddenly found that uh, when he was in Glendale, if uh, uh, if he went ahead and saw all the patients he could, did all the work he could, uh, he would see over the course of his lifetime, you know, maybe uh, be able to help uh, 100,000 people with their eyesight, uh, maybe be able to help uh, do surgery and give people sight. Uh, but he began to consider and think, you know, but if I go over to Africa, of course, uh, instead of one ophthalmologist for every ten to 15,000 people like they are here in California. uh, It would be one for every million people uh, in in Kenya. And so uh, he went over there. He found he enjoyed it. And then he began to openly tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ as he was seeing these patients and came to the realization that if even just one patient uh, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ the number of years of eternal sight would far outweigh everything he could do in a lifetime. And so, uh, which to me, as I was growing up, uh, I was 16 years old when we opened the Lighthouse for Christ Eye Center, and uh, as we uh, began to see patients coming to know the Lord, as we uh, helped people, as we began to start a little church and... uh, I remember uh, starting it in the waiting room of the clinic, and uh, I was one of about 10 or 15 that were there for that first service. But over the years, God began to do something and to build something. And as I said in the, in the uh, video, you know, as we give our hands and our lives to Christ, there, you, we, none of us will have any idea of what God can do through you and through me and what God wants to do through us. So often, we have all the reasons why we shouldn't and we can't. And God has all of the reasons why trust him and become amazed at what he's doing. Uh, Well, my father went ahead and was there till 1983. Uh, And uh, in 1983, we uh, were planning on just another year or two, Tony and I, Uh, our son Jason, our son uh, Joshua, planning to go over to Kenya and to help assist in the pastoral side of the work. And then in 1983, a cancer returned to my father, and he returned here to the United States to go to City of Hope uh, uh, terminally to die, and uh, said, well, if you can get out there and keep the work going, you know, it's all yours. Uh, I said, thanks, Dad. Uh, I'm not an eye doctor. Uh, I am a pastor. I can talk ophthalmology with the best of them. and uh, But I've never done a surgery, and I've never done a refraction. I've never taken checked a person's eyes. I talk to people about Christ. I train pastors. That's what I do. That's my heart. And uh, so I, I got over there, and we quickly found out it wasn't going to work with me alone, and so we, uh, uh, Dr. Dean Larson from Glendora came out and began to help us through the 1990s. Uh, we got the place going, and uh, at that point, as he was getting older, beginning to have some heart trouble, uh, he went ahead and trained up some local uh, Kenyan ophthalmologists, and uh, so the work continued. At this point, we have a pediatric uh, center for taking care of children, we're doing uh, probably about uh, 15 to 20 baby, blind babies, helping them to see through cataract surgery. Uh, we are uh, uh, able to see about 30,000 patients a year. Uh, do tremendous, but the greatest thing is that through this work, we have a captive population. We have Muslims who come because we are the we have the best eye clinic. And uh, they want to have the best care. And uh, so we had a, uh, a mosque leader come up to me and he said, Tim, you know, you don't really have to tell us about Jesus every time we come here. Uh, and I just sort of winked and I just said, well, you know, you just might learn something new today. You never know. You never know. Because we have people who, they come, we show them the Jesus film, the Gospel of Luke, uh, twice a day. We're showing that fascinating uh, movie. Uh, that the people love to watch in their own language, we then go ahead and make sure that someone gives it, gets up and gives their testimony. A testimony is your greatest tool of evangelism. I know there's all sorts of different ways to tell people about Christ, uh, but your greatest tool will be you and your life and what Christ has done in you and how you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it begins, it puts rubber on the road. It goes ahead and it causes people to understand this metaphysical something called religion is suddenly real in the life that they see in front of them, your life. Jesus Christ has changed you. And so each day we have someone get up and say, once I was lost, then I heard about Jesus. And now he's made all the difference in my life, and then finally, we have something they have to go through a chaplain and before they go see the doc, see the doctor and so the chaplain's job is in a very short period of time make sure they understand the basic gospel, how to be saved, and then secondly, to not damage the fruit you know with Muslims, you can argue to death you, they, can, they can they'll argue with the best uh, arguing isn't going to save anybody what's going to save them is as they see. Jesus Christ alive in you as they see your compassion as they see your love and as the word of God penetrates their heart then they can be saved and so we see probably about a hundred non-Muslims a month coming to know Jesus Christ and we see about five Muslims a month coming to know Jesus Christ as their savior as people hear the gospel hear the gospel and so uh, this is what I, I'm, t- I'm speaking tomorrow, speak much more about it. So uh, I'll let you, I'll leave that for the rest tomorrow. Thank you so much.
2: My name is Mike Spielman, and I just want to thank uh, all of you for coming out tonight and thank Calvary especially for um, making it possible for me to be here. Um, my family and I were a part of Calvary some years ago. We moved, um, we moved out of California about eight years ago, first to Illinois, and now in South Carolina. But over these last eight years, um, the support and encouragement from Calvary has just been a tremendous blessing to us. And, uh, and we have felt loved and, and supported in some just really amazing ways. So I, I thank you for all the ways you've expressed that to us. Because uh, the, the list of churches that support Abort 73 is, is not a long one. So I'm really thankful for you guys. Um, for those of you who don't know, Abort 73 is a web-based ministry uh, that is working to eliminate abortion through education. And uh, and some of you were actually around about 10 years ago uh, when it when it first started. You saw the first batch of Abort 73 shirts come off the press at a little print shop uh, just down the road from here, and. Since then, we've sold about 50,000 uh, Abort 73 shirts, so we're, we're almost able to fill Dodger Stadium, which is, which is a cool thing. Um, but just to, to give you a basic understanding of, of um, the how and the why uh, of what we do, basically, uh, to my knowledge, Abort 73 is the most comprehensive, engaging, and accessible abortion education in the world. It's available around the clock and around the globe, at no charge uh, for anybody who can get online. Uh, If you you go online and you look at our case against abortion, it starts with the the basics of human embryology, and it works through the biology of prenatal development and into the mechanics of abortion. Um, From there, we basically go on to answer every argument that I have ever heard in support of abortion. Uh, Beyond our core materials, we add new blogs and videos on an ongoing basis and we've got a, all sorts of simple resources that are pointers like our t-shirts that operate to give you an opportunity to point those in your physical communities and in, in your online communities to abort73.com it's a massive, a massive resource that literally uh, allows people to go as deep as they need to go in terms of understanding this issue And the reason that I've gone to such uh, pains to make this information available is twofold. Um, First, the more somebody knows about abortion, the less likely they are to have one or recommend one or support one as a matter of public policy. Abortion can only thrive when it remains an abstraction. And number two, this information is not available in most classrooms, it's not available in the clinics, and it's not available even in most churches. And so even though we're a country that has very strong opinions uh, on the issue of abortion, most of those opinions are not grounded in fact. And so Abort 73 is working to remedy that. Uh, if, if you've not been to the website, that's the best way to get a sense of what we're, what we're doing. Uh, so I hope that if you haven't been there, you'll take some time this weekend to visit. Um, we've got these intro booklets that are out at our table uh, outside these doors that are for for you to grab we 've also got some promo cards that will tell you a little bit more about uh about what we 're what we 're doing um, so the theme of the of the missions conference this year is is making uh, the word of God or the or the way of God known um, to the world and and as i 've thought about that in terms of abort seventy three which is sort of an unconventional missions organization because we 're not primarily evangelistic, which is different. And so I think it's helpful to, to explain a little bit about how we operate in the context of, of missions and, and God's message to the world. And the, the, first, the first question to ask, I guess, is, okay, well, what, what's, what's Abort 73's relationship to the Word of God? Uh, which raises another question, what is, what is the Word of God? Is, is it a, a book? Is it a, a message? Is it a person? Is it, is it all of those things? And I think the most straightforward answer, uh, particularly since this is a a conference at Calvary Bible Church, is to say that, yeah, the Word of God uh, is the Bible. And so I want to talk briefly about how Abort 73 relates to the Bible. But there's a a deeper sense, I think, in which um, the Word of God is something even more significant than the Bible. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the most foundational sense, the Word of God to the world is Jesus Christ. His son. So, I also want to talk about how abort 73 relates to Jesus. Um, first, in relation to the Bible, if you were going to uh, talk about abort 73 and the Bible, depending on your perspective, you could either say that the Bible plays a huge role in our education and the efforts that we make uh, with abort 73, you could say that, or you could say the Bible hardly plays any role in our educational efforts. If you were taking the latter position, you might look at the website and say, okay, I'm starting through your case against abortion. And actually, if you do that, you won't find a Bible verse until you get to the 39th page. So you go for the first 38 pages in abort73.com, our central pages, and there isn't any Bible verse in there. So you might say, okay, man, the Bible's not part of what you're doing. Um, On the other hand, you could say that in, in my own life, the whole reason that I'm, doing pro-life work, the whole reason I started Abort 73 is because of uh, of the influence that, that Luke chapter 10 has had on me, particularly the story of the Good Samaritan, uh, when it was pointed out to me that most Americans, uh, most Christian Americans, are dealing with abortion in precisely the same way as the priest and the Levite dealt with uh, the man who was lying, dying by the side of the road. They recognized the injustice and they felt bad about it certainly they felt bad about it they were philosophically opposed to it they certainly would never do it themselves they they may have even prayed for this man as they walked by but they convinced themselves that stopping to help that man wasn't their calling or it wasn't their responsibility or it wasn't as important as something else that they were on their way to do and Jesus condemns them because they didn't love their neighbor in the way that the Good Samaritan loved his neighbor, specifically by stopping and at the cost of time and prestige and money, he cared for this dying stranger lying by the side of the road. And so for, for me, the, the message, the takeaway of that was, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what, what we feel about injustice. It, it matters what we do about injustice. It um, doesn't really matter what we feel about abortion-vulnerable children. It matters what we, what we do on their behalf. And Jesus even says, um, "In you, you saw it referenced in the video, he, when he's talking about the sheep and the goats, he says, you know, the, the way that we treat the marginalized and the, uh, the outcasts in our society, the way we treat them... Uh, has eternal consequences for us because th- there's some kind of judgment component going on here. Where, uh, when he separates the sheep and the goats, he says, "Okay, whatever you did, didn't do for for these people, you did or didn't do, for me." So, so it's it's a serious it's a serious issue. And so, uh, based on that passage and and other passages like you saw there, abort 73 is influenced by the Bible in some profound ways. In fact, I would argue that that everything that we uh, everything we say and communicate is is propped up by uh, by my understanding of of Christ's um, commands through Scripture, and, and and I think if you if you read through it, you realize that it, it is proclaiming God's way and God's word, even though we're not explicitly referencing chapter and verse. And the reason that that I don't explicitly lead with chapter reference and verse is because I don't want nonbelievers to be able to. Right off, opposition to abortion is is merely religious fanaticism. Um, I want to take the last minute just just briefly to to connect it with with Christ now, and I've already alluded to it at some level. But I'll also give a little plug. I wrote a book last year called Love the Least a Lot, um, and and the whole premise of this book basically is is connecting this issue of abortion to uh, our devotion to Christ. This is a free book. Uh, if you get the e-version, you can you can download it from Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Apple for your for your ebook devices, and it's a free book. If you need the print version, they're about ten dollars. We have a few here. You can order them from online from Amazon or Barnes and Noble, all those. But but the basic premise of the book is is this: um, a failure to love and care for abortion vulnerable children is nothing less than the failure to love and care for Jesus Christ. And I say that, again, because of the way that Christ attributes our concern for the most marginalized and oppressed members around us. He says, you know, whatever however we treat the people who are deemed the least of these, that's what you do or do not do for me. And so I would make the, the argument that in America today you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, a, a people group that are, are more marginalized and given littler protection and, 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 and have fewer rights than, than abortion-vulnerable children. And so I would make the case that uh, the way that we treat them, the way that we respond to them, that's the way that we're treating and responding to Christ. So if you feel tonight that you have been neglecting Christ because you have been neglecting uh, abortion-vulnerable children, I would invite you to, to join Abort 73 and, and to to let us help you change that uh, in your life. So thank you again for letting me be here. Please stop by our table. We do have uh, a few shirts for sale, and again, we've got literature that you can take uh, just to give you a better sense of what we're all about. So thank you.
1: So yeah, we take this seriously here at Calvary and um you know, we the uh, elders have always wanted us to uh try to take care of the human being from conception uh through uh you know, even birth that's unwanted and um our support of abort73.com is is reflective of that and um that you know, it's the same thing with avenues over there where they, we um try to uh help uh counsel people that are uh, looking at um unwanted pregnancies and, and dealing with that and um you know that's it's it's a huge issue and then if they if they are born and they're not wanted we um putting on my abort 73 shirt like all of you guys are going to be doing here shortly <laughs> and uh if you know if they are born then uh olive crest is another um, ministry that we support that is also uh dealing with the um um the the young babies and uh, many of the people here at at Calvary have uh adopt or adopted children from um Olive Crest so it's an important thing um and we um thank you Mike for coming and and sharing that with us there are his books are available in the bookstore down there and so um you can pick those up, and we're going to um, we're going to keep some of the T-shirts here, and those will be available also. While we're working out another difficulty right here, but when uh, if we can go ahead and run the video for um, our new, our other set of new missionaries that are not here right now, they're Hal and Amy Kelly. Um, they are uh, they are from Crew, and uh, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. They've abbreviated it to Crew now. And so um, they are in Turkey where they are scouting out their, where their ministry is going to take place. Uh, and they're going to do evangelism and, um, and, and uh, hopefully uh, church planting. So go ahead and run that. Well, we have a surprise. In a minute, we're going to get Goodwin and Justine up here. But right now we have a surprise. And um, this is, you know, we have a team we have missions teams all the time. Try to. We have a couple this year and we have a team right now in the Philippines and Pastor Tim Carnes is there and um uh, we wanted to see if there he is. So, Tim, hi all.
0: We are yeah.
1: we, we are here. There's a whole audience out there so you could say hi to them.
0: Everybody. Hi. There
1: they are. So this is this is live, everybody. This is the real deal. They are there. (laughs) And Sean Ransom, Sean Ransom, our missionary there in the Philippines, is in the lower right. So Tim, you've already taught twice. Uh, How are you feeling? Am I
2: feeling? Yes. What day is it? Yeah, I got three more professors this afternoon. So, uh, just pray I'll be able to stay awake. <laughs> it's really bad when the preacher falls asleep. <laughs> and we, yeah, we had a, a, we were in traveling 28 hours yesterday, and we showed up at the church, and then about 30 minutes after we got here, Sean Staples uh, did a concert for them, so we
1: hit the ground running. Uh, it's been, been very busy. Fantastic. Um, we're had uh, we're halfway through the missions conference. I have my abort seventy three shirt on. You can see it there. And um, we just heard from Mike Spielman. And uh, next we're going to hear from uh, Alexei uh, Kuznetsov from uh, from Russia. But um, what is the uh, weather like there? It's been raining for two days solid here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, we've been sweating for two days solid. <laughs> Actually, it's not been too bad. Sean said that uh, it's just now warming up, but the weather is is pretty good. So, are doing all right.
1: Okay. Um, and, Sean, you got to play in your concert. Um <laughs> Are you hoarse from singing? <laughs> <laughs> he's either too far away from the mic or he's making fun of me.
0: No, I said it. Besides, don't eat
3: the rotten
1: tomatoes. It went well. I'm kidding. No, we we can't hear you. I think you're still a little too far away.
0: <laughs> I'm Tyson. Went real well. Uh,
1: you do not feel well. The last time we were on a trip uh, to the Philippines, Sean was with us, and uh, he disappeared sometimes. And he was eating food off the street, I think, and then he was eating leftover food. And uh, he was he was lying in bed for two three days, so he was having a tough time. Well, well, we wish we were there with you, and um, um, you know we're we're. They need to see that you guys are having fun, so you look like you're having fun, because we want all of these people to go on mission trips. So, so it, it's good. Yes. As a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, so I'm going to just... I'm just going to pray for you now, and uh, let me do that. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this uh, ability to just transmit and, and to see them from so far away, Lord. We thank you for their ministry of the that uh, Sean Ransom is doing there in the Philippines, Lord. We just pray for uh, great things there. We pray for great training of the uh, pastors there and that uh, you would just work through him and, uh, and even through our, our, our sh- small team there that, uh, that Tim's preaching and teaching would go forth and uh, bring some people to Christ, Lord, and um, enable other people to just be stronger in their faith for you. And, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to interact with our team. And we just pray for safety and blessings for them as they go. And, Lord, just continue to bless our uh, church and our missions efforts here. And we just thank you for that. And uh, we just pray for uh, Tim that he would uh, bear up under constant preaching every day that he has to do. And, Lord, uh, praise you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. We will... uh, Thank you for making this happen. We will see you when you get back. All right. Thank Bye, you, Janina. <laughs> Bye,
2: man. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for bearing with us for that. Thank you, John. Now, what I did by doing that is I, I totally interrupted the program, and uh, Goodwin and Justine Dang are going to come up. They are with crew, and they were supposed to introduce that video, but now they're going to have to back, back reduce, or whatever you call it, from the backside, and uh, talk a little bit about their ministry, and just say uh, hi and introduce you. They, they are um, looking to be supported uh, and go to China in the near future. Go ahead and tell us.
3: Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, like Sean said, my name is Goodwin Dang, and uh, this is my wife, Justine, and married up on that one. Um, but yeah, we are Missionaries with Crew, which again is, it uh, was formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, and um, we're planning to go to China next year, and man, it's just really, is really exciting for us to be here tonight. Um, missions is a joyful work, Amen. And um, just what a privilege it is to partner with what the Lord is doing all over the world. And um, I love this quote by Paul Washer. Um, he says that as we go for missions, as we go into the missions field, um, we're not looking for converts. We're looking for lost family. Uh, God is saying, I have lost sons. I have lost daughters throughout the world. Go and bring them home. Um, and what a joyful work that is. Um, and just to give you a little bit of perspective on world missions, um, Hudson Taylor, who Was one of the first missionaries to China. Um, He really pioneered kind of the inland missions um, to China. He was was from England, and just traveling from his home country of England to China, he took six years of his life on a boat. Um, He took three trips in his lifetime, and just traveling from England to China and back, he took six years of his life. Um, Today, we can be there in, in roughly 13 hours. And so I think we just really live in a unique time period in history where we have this incredible access to technology. We have incredible access to transportation. Um, But I believe that with this incredible access, we also have an incredible stewardship um, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Uh, And so we are in the process of raising support right now, and so we would love to chat more about uh, our ministry with you all. And we have a booth right there, and, and also Jim and Kristen Stone are are going to be there to answer any questions um, on behalf of Amy and Hal. And so, yeah, thank you, everybody.
1: So I totally disrupted their evening, but you know, it's the the thing with missions is when you go on missions trip, that's what everybody tells you is that you got to be prepared to just, everything's going to get thrown out the window. You plan for everything and then it all changes and that's, that's the normal. That's what you plan for. So anyways, uh, the, um, our last speaker for the evening is, uh, from the, uh, great city of St. Petersburg, Russia and, um. Uh, his name's Alexei Kuznetsov, and he was here last year talking. And he's going to talk a little bit more. Last year, he was not uh, he, he was in Samara, and he was part of the Samara Theological Seminary. And uh, he's, uh, they really saw the need to uh, plant a church in St. Petersburg. And so uh, they, um, they got Alexei to go there, and uh, he's, he's been there for uh, six months. And um, uh, it's been, I think, going good. I don't know. How, have, has it has been about six months. I can't remember. Yeah. So, and, uh, we're interested to hear how that's going and, uh, hear more from him. And it's, it's a fruit of the labor where we, we've been supporting Samara Seminary and Jack used to go there and teach and all of that. Jack taught, uh, Alexei, mm-hmm. And, um, he, um, you know, they the the men have developed uh, just incredible ability, and their the church planning uh, is happening all over. the The, the ministry is just uh, booming, and uh, it's it's a praise to see what's going on there at that training center. And um, there were there were a lot of American missionaries that were running the Samara Theological Seminary in the beginning, and uh, they were uh, teaching the classes and. Um, uh, as time has gone on, I think over 10 years now, I, I think there's only one American there now. All of the rest of the training is being taught by the Russians themselves. And um, and that's, that's very important because Putin and his people have pretty much shut down the borders and prevented a lot of our missionaries from going back there. Uh, and so um, the, the, it's great to see what's, what's happening there. And the Lord... Uh, the Lord's work goes on, and Alexei, come on up and tell us what's going on. E- Igor is, w- is with him, and Igor is going to translate for him.
4: I'm
5: very excited to greet uh, all of you here год назад я был здесь с вами
4: и для меня большая привилегия снова быть здесь в этом контексте и uh,
5: видеть каждого из вас хочу сказать, что по милости Божьей мы не исчезли uh, by the mercy of god we И Бог продолжает поддерживать жизнь каждого из нас. Это восхищает uh, and it is amazing. и это каждый раз приводит в трепет и восторг мое сердце.
4: И по милости Божьей Бог дал мне возможность переехать в другой город, чтобы нести там служение. И Lord's grace I was able to move to a
5: different city uh, to serve there. Я хотел бы показать несколько фотографий I would like to show you some pictures, uh, from our ministry.
4: Да. И можно так постепенно листать. Как всё начиналось в so самом Вот эта группа небольшая, 15 человек. Образовалась в этом people, городе, которые желали people. познавать слово Божье. They wanted to study more the Word of God and learn from it. Они стали молиться о том, чтобы Бог позволил им образовать новую церковь.
5: They started to pray for Lord would uh, allow them to to do a new church plan. And they uh, asked, Самара, and asked men in Samara and they asked and they asked Samara and they asked Samara and they asked
4: so, next. We can slide next. so this
5: group developed relationships within
4: it. So this is us. Uh, we came
5: with our family to get to know this group. В 2012. Yeah, 2012. December of 2012. was it was very cold there as you can tell my wife and I and our oldest son came there just to get to know the people over there Uh, this is the graduation the final and the new beginning
4: these are three
5: friends and uh, my translator is also there Мы вместе с ним заканчивали учёбу. И сейчас он продолжает учиться здесь в Дальше.
4: И для того, чтобы этот проект осуществился в Санкт-Петербурге, была создана команда душ попечителей.
5: in order to establish this new church in St. we established a board of
4: Это пять, trustees, пять пасторов из нескольких церквей. Uh, these
5: are five from in И вот здесь
4: С краю находится Саша Гуртаев, который so, руководит программой самарского обучения.
5: Uh, on the, my right. I think it's your right too. <laughs> so, on the right side, uh, this is uh, Sasha Gurtayev. He is the uh, the the main uh, person for Samara training right now.
4: Mm-hmm. Дальше
5: So,
4: we can go next. Uh So, this is
5: uh, how we just moved to St. Petersburg Uh, last year in the end of summer.
4: Uh, We walked and had
5: a really great time of fellowship.
4: И вот мы сняли там квартиру,
5: uh, rent, uh, there,
4: и начали проводить там uh, and общение и to, uh, get
5: for and Мы начали буквально с семнадцати человек. Uh, originally we had people,
4: Но очень быстро стала but, группа расти. Но эта группа for some
5: time we were gathering at home and we started to have 35-40 people.
4: Next. So we had
5: few pastors uh, from my hometown.
4: So from my home church uh, they came to support
5: our ministry. So we can go next.
4: Вот это основная первая часть
5: группы. Такой простой доброй uh, обстановке мы могли собираться. Context, we were able to meet together, вместе с детьми изучать uh, писание. Ki- Дальше. Uh-huh.
4: Это была подготовка.
5: Это как У
4: нас несколько было. Uh, we have some youth uh, meetings. So, next. Okay, next. Uh, uh, in, the,
5: in the center of the town of St. Petersburg, we were able to rent a, uh, a room uh, and this, uh, where we will do our church services and this is how we prepared for the Christmas uh, service.
4: Uh, for, uh, uh, everyone was actively
5: involved uh, in this process.
4: Next. On January 5th, uh, there
5: was a first service in this church,
4: 55 uh,
5: and 55 people came. Uh, 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 this room uh, is uh, fit, fit only 80 people.
4: Next. Uh, this is our worship team. Uh-huh. This is
5: myself preaching.
4: This is how uh,
5: people listen
4: to the sermon. Uh, this is the
5: fellowship. Uh, we were able to get to know new people who visited us the board of trustees uh, they, uh, they came to meet with our men with the men of our church uh, uh, and uh, these men they are the first elder board of our church
4: uh, and uh, this is the uh,
5: people on the other side from the pulpit uh, no, it's in the, oh, I'm sorry this is in the apartment actually So, on the other picture, you've seen how Alexei would draw on a uh, board, and so this is the other side. Uh, here we continued our uh, exhortations and fellowship.
4: Uh, This
5: is my dad, actually, in the blue shirt. So, uh, to draw something on a board in our family tradition.
4: Uh, Sasha so this is
5: uh, Sasha Grutaev uh, and uh, on the other picture uh, this is the the chief pastor for the Next. region uh, of my my home region.
4: Next. Uh, I just want to tell
5: you a little bit about the uh, young man in this with the stripes, yeah. striped short. His name is Arseniy. 25 he's 25 years old
4: помогал очень
5: много uh, в этом he служении. was very active in, in this ministry in this new church plant И у меня были большие планы для того and чтобы он участвовал в этом служении I had really big plans for him for his ministry for his involvement но буквально в декабре перед but, началом служения uh, in December right before the first official service uh, he got sick really bad. Находился uh, he находился was in a hospital for two months.
4: Uh, uh, he, uh, yeah. Yeah,
5: he had clots uh, in his lungs, uh, and, and the blood vessels in his lungs were blocked. Uh, so, and uh, slowly the lungs started to die, the the cells started to die. Три раза. So three times. Uh, three times he was on the edge of death.
4: Я I was asked,
5: I asked the Lord why, why you're doing that?
4: Казалось uh, I felt like we
5: really need him in our ministry right now in this at this point.
4: Но but it is amazing Бог формировал Его характер
5: His character during this uh, time of sickness.
4: Uh, and this uh, group of время
5: страданий came И visit
4: us we really wanted
5: to uh, visit him at the hospital and pray together. Uh, and as elders, we prayed over him.
4: And by his
5: mercy, uh, the Lord gave him life. And uh, just a few days before my uh, departure to the States, uh, he, was, uh, he was able to go home from the hospital года. throughout next year, he will have to go through some medical
4: treatment. Uh, he is not able to work. Того, uh, and медици- uh, and we, they, they,
5: their family will have a lot of needs uh, for him to be able to uh, buy some medicine that is uh, needed for, for the healing. So, please pray for this family. So, we can go
4: next. So, we gave uh,
5: a name to our church, the word of truth.
4: And
5: on January 19th, there was an official uh, uh, First service, like official uh, opening of the church.
4: Uh, Seventy
5: people came uh, to this Next. first, uh, to this official service.
4: And, uh, and uh,
5: few men uh, participated in, in in the service. Next. They shared with the, the word and and words of encouragement.
4: Uh, th- this, is the, uh,
5: this is the regional pastor for St. Petersburg
4: area. So he came
5: to say words of congratulations to us
4: uh, and
5: just bless uh, us in this ministry.
4: Uh, so five elders uh, prayed
5: uh, over these, the ministry of this new church.
4: And the last... Следующий. So the next. молитесь о нас
5: yeah, pray for us. хотел бы просить вас молиться I'd like to ask you to pray for чтобы Божье Слово for of распространялось в этом uh, городе city. и по милости Его and мы не исчезли by his mercy he По sustains us. He gives us life. By his mercy, we continue to do our ministry. нас, чтобы мы pray for us,
4: моя семья остались
5: family, We are grateful in this ministry, faithful to him till the end.
4: Я рад, что вы можете and поддерживать наше служение.
5: I'm very excited. I'm very grateful to you that you are able to support our ministry. И приятно And uh, it is a blessing it is a joy for me to realize that in this work we are co-workers we work as one team and, uh, i pray for the lord would bless you as well thank you
1: you know um Alexei and um, Sasha gutiev they are talking about him also in that we you guys have supported uh, them for years I don't know whether you know it, but a lot of the money that we give here at Calvary goes to them to get them through seminary um, you know, the, the, the church was there, but the, the, all that uh, has happened is, that, you know, the, a lot of the guys from the Master Seminary and through the TMEI organization have gone over there and just helped to focus them on expository preaching and to get them—they've um, just hastened the ability of the church to preach effectively and strongly in that culture. And, um, you know, it's all, it's all them, but uh, all we've done is gone to try to help them to do it quicker and to do it uh um, better with uh the the focus that the, the master seminary pushes and so we uh um, we stand with them and uh we, we are supporting Alexei in uh, in that church plant um, so in a certain sense his church plant to a small degree uh, is a church plant of Calvary Bible Church so uh keep him in your prayers and um, how many of you here speak russian Okay, keep your hands up, cause uh, I've I've told Alexei that we want to go there and do a short term mission trip. So i i I've, I've I've got you guys locked in now in my mind, okay? So you, you, you see yourself in that in that church there. Where we we want to go. So um, maybe within uh, uh, next year we can make that happen, but Lord willing. Um, Okay. Uh, do I have to announce any more winners? I think we're we're fine. We're we're good. Um, that is it for the evening. I'm going to call up our missionary, Don Allen from uh, Navigator. So here he is. And um, yeah. And after he is uh, after he has done uh, and, and after he has done and prayed, uh, I will give you some instructions about how we're going to clean up a little bit. If you can help me with that, thank you.
6: Well, what an evening. Uh, Sean asked me to introduce myself. He said, some people there might not know you. So uh, my wife, Kathy, over here, the more fun half of our family, and I have the the privilege of serving with a ministry called the Navigators, and we minister with college students, uh, specifically now at Cal State Long Beach. When we were here, we were at USC, for you USC fans. And uh, we also we also uh, <laughs> it is. And we also have regional responsibilities with uh, the navigators shepherding some of our younger staff, which the Lord has blessed us with in the region. A couple things I want to say before I pray, I've been given the opportunity to pray, which I look forward to, but a couple things I want to say. Um, as many of the uh, missionaries have referred to, This church is a church that has stood, uh, with many people for many years. I just read Philippians 4 in my devotional time this morning, and as you know, the relationship that Paul had with the Philippian church, he said, no church shared with me, with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you. And this is a church that has stood by many, many people for many years, and we've had the privilege of being supported by this Uh, church for 30 years now. Yeah, it started 30 years ago, spring of 1984. And so on behalf of all the missionaries, we thank you, Calvary, for your investment in ministries around the world and here. And I have a promise for you from God's Word. This is given to cheerful givers this is 2 Corinthians 9, eight, and it goes to 15, but I'm going to keep this briefer. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. That's a promise to faithful givers. This is a promise to you. Then the other thing I want to say before I I pray is what a compelling evening. The stories we've heard from everyone that has come up here tonight. And I think they would probably say, every one of them to the last one would probably say, You know what? We're ordinary people who serve an extraordinary God who can do amazing things. And they've been faithful in using the gifts they have and the burdens and the passions that God has given him, them to serve Him around the world. And I have one verse for you, all of us here. You know, I don't know what God is doing in the hearts of people here, but Tim Greist probably didn't expect to be in Kenya for 30 years when he took over for his dad in 1983. And this this word, I would I would pass on to you for your consideration. This is Second Chronicles 16:9. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And as we have the opportunity tomorrow, the great privilege to hear from Tim, in both services, and then our friends from Global Recordings in the Sunday Sunday School classes. I'd really encourage us to be before God with soft hearts. What does God want to do in our lives? Will you join me as I as I pray? Father, we do pray for this ministry in St. Petersburg Lord we, we pray for Arseni that you would restore his health Lord that he could, could serve you and would serve you for all his days and Lord we, we pray for this church the word of truth Father, that you would use your word to accomplish your purposes in that great land. Father, I pray for the pastor and all that he labors with that you would give grace to be faithful to the end. Lord, we're reminded of that verse, faithful is he who calls you, and he will bring it to pass. And Father, as we think of tomorrow Lord, we are struck by the theme of this conference, and we call out to you, God, be gracious to us and bless us, and cause your face to shine upon us, that thy way may be known on the earth, thy salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou wilt judge the peoples with a brightness and thou wilt guide the nations on the earth. Lord, we look to you to do this and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.